Serving the internet. Lather, rinse, repeat, remake, recreate. Tony the Tiger gets declawed. Stop wasting time on fire personas. And Roku drops new ad units. It's Friday, June 16th, 2023. I got the day right. Let's nerd out. The Ad Nerds Podcast delivers ad industry news weekdays. We are the go-to source for people who spend money on advertising, covering big brands, small businesses, and of course, the latest marketing trends. It's me, Spanky Moskowitz, the show's host and a nearly 40-year vet of the ad industry. I've made ads for Budweiser, M&M's, Frito-Lay, the NFL, and NBA. I've created over 100,000 ads, generating hundreds of billions in client revenue. If you're in or interested in the world of advertising and want to stay up to date with the latest news, the Ad Nerds Podcast is the perfect place to start. (laughs) Oh, I just realized if you're watching me on YouTube today, I am still wearing my hospital wristband from yesterday. So um, there it is. Anyway, uh, yeah, I, I just didn't take it off. What's old is new again, especially in the world of advertising, where mimicry isn't just flattery. It really is the name of the game. I want to revisit a clever concept that made its debut in 2005 with Tide Laundry Detergent. Uh, When they did a campaign, Saatchi and Saatchi did the campaign, and it was a playful depiction of a cheeseburger, except the bun, the patty, all the fixins, right, were expertly folded clothes from the dryer, right? Who would have thought laundry could look so edible? Fast forward to 2009, Enter Vanish Detergent's campaign uh, by Euro RSCG. Uh, it's like a case of deja vu all over again. Thank you, Robin Williams. We see another edible illusion of a cheeseburger, again crafted out of clean clothes. Well now, just when we thought we'd seen the last of laundry-made cheeseburgers, in walks McDonald's 2023 ad by DDB Slovenia. Surprise, surprise, it's the same visual idea of a cheeseburger composed of folded warm clothes. This recurring creative motif begs the question, copycat or coincidence? Well, it's no secret that great ideas in the advertising space tend to resurface over time. In a a world where old becomes new again, we see those same concepts, tasty and otherwise, just getting whipped up again and again in the ad world's kitchen. And you know what? It's okay because every generation deserves to see something fun, innovative, and different. And it's different and fun and innovative to them. Ad Nerd Podcast. First, it was Bud Light. Now, the beloved Tony the Tiger. Yes. In a swirl of controversy, Kellogg's finds itself in the eye of a storm. And it started at the 76th Annual Tony Awards in New York City, where the cereal giant's popular mascot, Tony the Tiger, they're great! There, I used to be able to do that. He appeared on the red carpet, and he was grabbing attention and, and doing photos with everybody, not least because of his photos with the transgender TikTok influencer, Dylan Mulvaney, but everyone, right? But Dylan Mulvaney was there. And of course, social media blew up. And it amplified the images of the tiger playfully surprising Mulvaney and posting uh, uh, posing for photos with the tiger, right? They were, you know, it was, but again, it was a red carpet moment. Anyway, the images started to make their rounds and speculation about a potential collaboration between the influencer and the cereal brand started to draw criticism from conservative quarters. The whirlwind didn't stop there, of course, because it only gathered more speed 
and prominent voices from the conservative side started calling for a boycott of the brand with one Twitter user, Joey Manarino, tweeting a lament about his fondness for the brand and expressing his disappointment with the company's association with Mulvaney. Now, of course, because he has got maybe one brain cell, he didn't think for a moment that they are outside of a theater on a star-studded night and Tony the Tiger is there because they're a sponsor. No. Instead, he just started a, a, a storm. Well, the backlash became a big storm as the right-wing conservative and others picked up on the event and started a boycott campaign against Kellogg's for no reason. Underlying this, of course, were past associations of Mulvaney with brands that were boycotted after showing support for the LGBTQ plus community, adding more fuel to the fire. But Kellogg's was not swayed by the storm. In a statement to Newsweek, they stood their ground, explaining that Tony and Frosted Flakes were official partners of the Tony Awards and that Tony the Tiger was there to celebrate Broadway's biggest night. The company highlighted that Tony was walking the red carpet, taking photos with nominees and other guests for whom, uh, whom were lifelong fans of Frosted Flakes. Here's my problem with all of this outrage. The conservative right talks about the left's cancel culture, yet they can't seem to recognize the behavior as being exactly what they profess to stand against. When homophobic, transphobic, right-wing, air quote, Christians start boycotts over a person posing for a photo with a mascot, we've got a serious problem. People who fear the LGBTQ plus community call themselves Christ followers, yet they show little to no compassion or tolerance for anyone who doesn't do it their way. And that's the exact opposite of what they profess themselves to be. The division in this country isn't being caused by the LGBTQ plus community wanting to be treated like everyone else. It's because Christian conservatives want everyone to live according to their beliefs. It simply doesn't work that way. America was founded on some basic principles. We are all endowed with certain inalienable rights, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. And perhaps the haters should pick up a dictionary to understand what those words mean. You live your life, let them live theirs, and leave the tiger alone. Tony the Tiger is not involved in this. Mouth-breathing, knuckle-dragger, Twitter maniacs. Coming up, why making buyer personas is an exercise in mental masturbation and a complete waste of time. Are you great at running your business? Well, how about marketing it? If you're like most small business owners, you're great at the thing your business does, but not so great at marketing it. That's where Ad Zombies comes in. We help your business sell more. If you need attention-grabbing, mind-blowing, ridiculously creative advertising for your small business, and trust me, you do, Ad Zombies is your creative business partner. Ad Zombies writes ads, emails, web copy, sales pages, jingles, TV, and outdoor. We make ads that make your business pop. Go to adzombies.com today. Ad Zombies, ridiculously creative advertising. Ad Nerds Podcast. Ad Nerds Podcast. Buyer personas. It is a term marketers have been slinging for years. And I've been a part of so many marketing meetings where buyer personas were being developed. They were being named. They were being drawn. Yes, a picture of this imaginary buyer 
was on the wall for all to see in the company and to relate to. I've got some news for you. In my opinion, and in my almost 40 years in the advertising business, building individual buyer personas is a waste of time and energy. Instead, focus on these four different buyer types and create messages that speak to each of them. Here they are. First, the fast ones, competitive and spontaneous. Competitive buyers are they're fast, structured, logic-based decision makers. They want to know what makes your solution the best. Then there are the spontaneous buyers. They're fast, they're unstructured, they're emotion-based decision makers. Why should I choose you now? Right? That's who they are. And then there are the slow ones, the methodicals and the humanistic ones. The methodical ones, how's your process slash solution work? They're slow, they're structured, they're logic-based decision makers. Then there's humanistic. They're slow, unstructured, emotion-based decision makers. Who's used your solution for my problem? Instead of sitting around a room making a fake customer, make sure your advertising speaks to each one of those four customer types. Ad Nerds Podcast! Timberland, once a brand synonymous with workmanship and outdoor durability, found a new lease on life when it stepped onto the hip-hop stage. Established in 1952, it was a brand known for its sturdy, waterproof boots designed primarily for manual workers who needed reliable footwear. Well, the boots, with their distinctive new-back leather and thick rubber soles, they were a common sight on construction sites and other labor-intensive workplaces for decades. But then... In the 1990s, the winds have changed blue, carrying Timberland away from the blue-collar construction sites to the gleaming sidewalks of urban fashion. The hip-hop community, with its flair for recontextualizing everyday items, began to embrace Timberland boots. Artists like Wu-Tang Clan and DMX, they were all spotted wearing the boots, and this marked the beginning of Timberland's association with the hip-hop culture. What had once been a symbol of hard labor now became a status symbol embodying the grit and rawness of the streets. Well, fast forward to present day. Timberland's successful crossover is an absolute case study for brand evolution. While it maintains its roots in providing durable outdoor footwear, the brand has been able to embrace that fashion forward side, you know, with pop culture icons. Collaborations with fashion houses and artists further cemented Timberland's place in the urban culture pantheon. And despite its unexpected path, Timberland is just an example of a brand that adapted to culture. It became an essential part of it. Remember, your brand, your audience can shift, and you need to be prepared to do the same. Coming up, ad-free advertising? Roku rolls out a new lineup. The most I have been in the ad game for almost 40 years, but I'm a small business owner just like you. Getting great creative at an affordable price is a challenge. Correction was a challenge. It's time to tap into the brain power of ad zombies. We're your creative business partner, crafting attention-grabbing, mind-blowing, ridiculously creative advertising campaigns, outdoor, video, and jingles. Yes, we can literally make your brand sing. Ad agencies around the world use us, and you can too, small business owners. If you're ready for advertising that makes an impact, go to adzombies.com today.
Ad Zombies. Ridiculously creative advertising. Streaming service Roku has announced the launch of two innovative ad uh, formats to reach a wider audience, including those who prefer streaming without ads. Yes, there are lots of people who will pay the premium price to not be served ads. Well, this move comes as a strategy to provide brands with a more engaging avenue to reach viewers, even before they start streaming content. The new ad formats include marquee spots, which are ad units that appear on the home screen, and showrooms, full-screen interactive ad units. The marquee spots, typically reserved for content recommendations, are now open to advertisers. And these allow brands to grab users' attention right from the home screen. The showrooms, on the other hand, are still undergoing alpha testing with select clients and will be launched publicly by the end of this year. Both of the ad units will be available through direct deals rather than programmatically. And I am so thrilled to hear that because programmatic ad buying sucks. It hits the wrong customers at the wrong time, and it's a waste of dollars. A unique feature of these ads is the integration of machine learning and first-party data, critical in a 2023 and forward environment. Advertisers compare their first-party data. Again, remember first-party data, that's the data you've collected directly from your customer, right? These are people who buy from you, who you've put in your database. It's first-party, your-party data with Roku's um, data to target marquee ads. And then the system will use machine learning to suggest the ad creatives most likely to generate clicks. If a viewer interacts with a marquee ad, the advertiser can then retarget that viewer with a 30 second spot in an ad supported streaming service, either within or outside of Roku. Also, this interaction can serve as a signal for purchase intent aiding in further targeting and retargeting strategies, which I am a huge fan of. Hey, if you like the Ad Nerds podcast, please subscribe on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen. Give it a five-star rating and a great review. I'd sure appreciate it. That's the Ad Nerds podcast for Friday, June 16th, 2023. Spanky out! Thanks for listening. Have a great weekend.